You're listening to The Chartographers. Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Chartographers, music-loving podcast, music-loving people, ranking albums worst to first or something like that. It's great. Uh, guys, we finished recording our season four <laughs> Main cast, and we ranked all the albums of I Am and I, Who Am I, Yona Lee. I can't believe we did it. It was me, Adam Saudi. It was co-creator, Taryn O'Reilly. And, of course, it was special, wonderful guest, Jill Meyer, in studio. Thank you so much for uh, doing it. Thank you for speaking like Yoda. Hello. <laughs> very kind. Uh, very sweet. And uh, we're just going to talk about whatever we want to talk about here, because a non-album ranking type stuff. But... The thing is, this is uh, the chartographer, so we need to do the thing that we do at the start of every half hour mini-sode, which is, guys, what is the worst Yoda Lee song? Yoda, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We Just, do it at the start of every episode. Skip forward five minutes. Skip forward five minutes, Yoda. Um, um, so, okay, two things. First thing, I can tell I'm out of practice for this podcast because I totally forgot to think about this at all. Second thing... I think that we should challenge ourselves and say not from the first two albums. Fair. I think that's yes. fair. Because uh, that's, that's like, good. I don't know, that's just that seems like a, a cop-out ch- choice. Mm-hmm. So like, from peak era Yona Lee, what's the worst song? Um, I'm going to have to really think about this Oh, It Matters with all of Jesus off of uh, Remember the Future. <laughs> so, you mentioned that in the main cast. I don't love that song, but I do think it's like a nice, like, I, for me, that's like a really good song to like put on in the background while you're doing something. It yeah. has a nice pulse to it. It's very, like, it's dreamy, but not, like, too, like, woo-woo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. None of that witchy woo-woo, yeah. <laughs> None of that witchy woo-woo stuff. Witchy woo-woo. She's not literally a bog witch in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, no, I kind of like that one because of the sound. Like, that's what, I yeah. have a soundscape type yeah. feeling from. It's just, you bring in Zola Jesus, and she mm. basically have her match your tone with you. It just is like, it's just wasted opportunity city for me. It's just, I mean, but yeah. they do literally sound very, exactly. like, yeah. their, their singing style is similar. It's, it's so, like, it's yeah. not... Yeah. That's not their fault. And y- y'all can have your own worst song. I'm just telling you the one that doesn't speak to me. But Terry, what okay. would you pick? Okay, I think it is. Watches, watches. No, that one's fine. Um, I mean, like an an obvious choice would be like Dunes of Sand. For me, so Jill just can't believe that there's universe exists where people don't love Dunes of Sand. Shaking my head. Yeah. Or like, I hate to say it, but like. Mysteries of Love. Like, it just doesn't... It just doesn't do a ton. You know? There's not... It's like, it's nice, but it's... And that's the thing, like, the quote-unquote worst peak area of the lead song. It's like, it's nice. Yeah. Right. It's just not, like, brilliant, you know? How about you, Joe I think I've already kind of said mine, and you're... Remind me. I can't remember. It's Tactic I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's fine. Yep. I wanted to hear you say it so you can hear yourself saying it. Uh, <laughs> it feels so wrong to say. Yeah. Long no, story no, short, fine. this is we're, we're you know splitting the hairs here. But when it comes to discography, as wonderful as Jonas, it's really hard to 
it is splitting hairs. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god, we have so many things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, Ghost the Dog, incredible. Uh, you want to post more pictures baby. of the Ghost the Dog, yes. and sweet little angel that you are of her. Uh, and also, we've seen her live two different times, and I want to talk about those experiences very explicitly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time we saw her live was right after the Kickstarter happened, and like, and Chicago wasn't even on the initial dates that was done. And yeah, it was uh, added at the, it was the yeah, stretch goal. Yeah, yeah it was right? a stretch goal because she funded her Kickstarter in five days for her world Which tour. Is insane. The thing I'm re- the thing that this week made me realize how many fans she yes. has because one of the things like it's kind of a cult thing like she's putting out music she's to be doing yeah. fine. You don't realize how global her reach right. is. Well, and also I feel like she I mean she has probably a couple hundred thousand like very devoted fans like you're either she she's polarizing in that way you're either like a you've never heard of her or you don't like what's happening which is <laughs> i feel like honestly once you find her that's a pretty small contingent think, right yeah, do you write I for pitchfork because that's the contingent <laughs> <laughs> right or like i mean the the people who listen to her music for the most part are like huge fans Absolutely. of hers i mean like that's the thing we you mentioned that she was one of your favorites, and we were we freaked out because yeah. the, you, Where it's, do you, yeah, it's so like, hard to find other people who love her. Which but is wild because clearly there are so many completely. people that love her. Yeah, I mean, so speaking of you, you mentioned briefly as we were doing the outro, and I just immediately want to bring up we found oh we should have watched it with you during the break, but we'll, we'll afterwards we'll okay. show you. I think we determined it was maybe in in Puerto Rico, yeah. but there's this video of the fan made video for work of this girl in like a blue jumpsuit just walking around the streets of a city, absolutely like voguing and killing it. Oh like my God. it's so good Ooh. work, yeah. and and it also highlighted an aspect of that song that I hadn't really picked up on, which was that it's like oh this is like a really great club beat. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's still, yeah. like, again, like, dark and sinister, but it feels like that, like, deep oh, house, absolutely. you know? Yeah, let's go to Berlin and find a good yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It feels like a yeah. seedy dance club in Berlin, yeah. and I love that. I know. We were also watching a React video to uh, fans watching Joy for the first time, too. Oh, my God. And, like, she has fans around her, and it's, like, a lot of teens, a lot of teens mm-hmm. that are, like, finding her, and they're just, like, some of them are just, like, snapping along with it, and just, like, so excited, and it was just so, God, so sweet. so good. I love yeah. that. And, yeah, let's watch that. Yeah, and the thing, I'm just like, God, she has fucking a lot of fans all yeah. over the world, and I love that. And that's part of the reason why the tour is so significant, too, because I remember the stretch goals were, like, we'll add another city, we'll right. add this other city. I think it was, like, Vancouver or something. Mm-hmm. And I know there was an extra day added in Brazil, mm-hmm. or, like... Yes. Yeah, especially... And then, like, get to this level, we'll add another dancer to the tour. At this level, there'll be a new audiovisual from Yona. And they didn't hit that level, but it didn't matter, because we got a new audiovisual, basically. (laughs) Right. Uh, But seeing her live was great, because uh, the first time we saw her, it was... Trist, I think the other mm-hmm. artist was opening for her. It was at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago, which is a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just felt, un- we still felt under slash overdressed. I for sure felt underdressed. Oh I just God. wore like yes. normal clothes. And then I went and I was like, I should have worn my like sparkly leggings. I yeah. should have put on eyeliner. Like the fans came out and and it was just like such a beautiful, very gay, like yeah. the <laughs> word yeah. of of. Like just insane, confident humans. Like you know, I saw you know, glitter everywhere. Glitter, glitter everywhere. Glitter giant eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just 
and you know just this like you know six foot three man with like beautiful curly like red hair down to his waist and just like everything and I was like I mean I knew I knew again it was one of those things where like in retrospect of course this is what her crowd looks like right but yeah I I, I didn't expect it for whatever reason I don't know what I expected but yeah because I've seen shows at the bottom lounge and it's Mm -hmm. it's usually just like a bunch of guys a bunch of guys exactly yeah. And she just really, like, she really brings out the, like, the creativity, weird, creative, weird, yeah. completely. <laughs> and, yeah. like, you know, never had I seen so many mullets on gay men in Chicago, <laughs> you know? Like, that's it's just... Great. Not even a pro. And, and the yeah. thing was that there were so many people that I talked to who had come from so far away, actually, from many different states, mm-hmm. who had driven in just for her show and had made a whole big deal out of it. And That's the, awesome. The space to me felt like what I took from it was it was such a space of like support and love, yes. and everybody was there. It, it, there was none of that like oh I'm gonna elbow you out of the way kind yeah. of completely. Stuff, you know. And I feel like that is. I mean, in general, I feel like a lot of you hear artists talk about how like Chicago and Milwaukee have like such like mm. great responsive crowds yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's part of why it was so great for Chicago because it was a stretch goal it was added on to the beginning yes. so it was actually the first show of the tour I think it was the second she had like one more oh before. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, yes, like she, right, I think though. she I went to Canada first and yeah. then came to <laughs> Chicago and so I remember like you know, at the end of the second song, she everyone was screaming yeah, so, so much that she, yeah. like, you know, dropped down yeah. and, like, crouched for a second and just, like, held her face. Yes. Because it, it seems like so she couldn't... overwhelming. Yeah, it was so yeah. overwhelming. Clearly, like, She yeah. couldn't believe that, like, this many people were this excited yes. to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I've been waiting for a year. I mean, right, <laughs> yeah. right. She literally had never toured her material. Right, yeah. Um, until was, that point. I, 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 thought, I was almost like, well, I guess maybe it'll never happen. I don't know. Maybe we'll catch her somewhere when I'm in Sweden. And yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. This was just, it was dream, a dream to see her. It, I, I've never been so excited for, you know, I'd like, I enjoy concerts, sure. Yeah. But I'm, oh, I was just so just into it completely and totally and yeah. just lose yourself in it which was everyone else was doing too and right stuff. and it was just like by the time goods hits at the end and it goes into his dance remix yeah. version oh it's just like God. holy Everybody's shit yeah it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only other time she'd been to chicago prior as far as i know was when she was touring with Roiksop uh, and was at mamby at the beach mm. because oh, which is right i was so mad because i missed it and yeah. i feel oh, like God. i i feel like we talked about Buying, we didn't end up going, but we talked about buying tickets like specifically for that reason. Like mm-hmm. we know she's not performing. I am, am I? But also like I love Roiksop. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Both together. Were... Yeah, I'm still sad we missed that. Mm-hmm. But still, <laughs> it was an, an amazing. You still saw Yoda, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not once, but twice too, because she did another tour for Remember the Future, and it was at the same venue. And mm-hmm. she didn't need a Kickstarter the second yep. time around. She just was like, I can book it. Got this now. Yeah. Watch me go. Yeah. And, which was fantastic. And the thing is, is that um, the second time we got to actually several, several, several hours before the show, go backstage and meet her. Which was so crazy. And I remember like we kind of dressed up a little bit there and Taryn was my quote-unquote photographer. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the features, one of those photos made the piece. Uh, and, uh, but we it's got not a, a good photo for either. Yeah. I, read, I read the interview again this week and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, the thing is, we go in and like it's her and uh, John Strand, uh, the yeah. director of all the visuals, the entire time. So He's just amazing. there filming. He's just there filming, and even the PR is just like, you might be in a documentary, FYI, I was FYI, say, which, yeah. like, which has yet <laughs> so to materialize. I'm just saying, if it ever does, we'll you know we'll uh, happily be there. Yeah. Uh, but she was just so kind and just so pleasant mm-hmm. to speak to, and you know, like even when the PR person's like, hey, do you want? And she's like, no, 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 give it you know a couple more minutes. We're still we're uh, still talking. Yeah, so. right. She like she wanted to go longer, and she oh was like God. excited to meet you too, yeah. which was. Was like the part that I remember almost most vividly is mm-hmm. just how much she was like, "Oh, Evan, yes! Like oh, it's so good to see you!" She's, like she's so because you guys have talked so I mean like a, a handful of times, and you've been such like a champion of her work for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, that was just a really cool moment for me. Yeah, and even That's when it was amazing. just like, "Well, can we get a photo?" She's like. Yeah, but like, let's move these tables in the break room. Oh yeah, around. yeah. Because there was this like gorgeous mural on the wall, but Ooh. it was like the the like, snack table was in front oh. of it. So we like moved the snack table so we could pose in front of this oh, mural. So yeah, it was yeah. Awesome. She got photos with us, and it was just very very sweet, and it was just. I know. Wonderful. It was like five hours before, you know, showtime. And it was just, wow. it was just so enlightening and so inspiring. And uh, ironically, her opening act that time was the uh, sassy dance pop artist, uh, Ali X, who we yes. then saw later open for Charlie XCX that year. So mm-hmm. we've seen Yona twice and now we've seen Ali X twice for some reason. No big deal. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. I like her. Yeah. It was like a bonus. Both times it was like, oh, Ali X, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing, I went down, there's this one, uh, uh, online fan, I am bounty fan, uh, who just yes, like go. I'm familiar with. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm familiar with. I am oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, you are I am bounty fan. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> but like they have like they have a I am a my Wikipedia. They have like all sorts of stuff they have set up, and they also have a YouTube channel, which is where I found that uh, one uh, girl doing the whacking to work, which was incredible. But also an unboxing series because uh, as a way of funding those things. Uh, Yona's record label, uh, to whom it may concern, put out uh, fucking uh, mystery boxes, like 80 mystery boxes, and they were like 150 bucks a piece, and they had distinct and unique items in them. And you could just buy them, and you just buy the number, and like once the number's gone, they're not going to replace it. You know, right. it's just every single one. And like there's like three remaining at this point. And so someone, and like there are people unboxing it, and they open it up. And it's this loving thing, and it's just like one of them is like, here's the suit that one of the dancers wore from the concert in blue. And here's a plaster foot from uh, the Everything, Everyone Afraid to Be Forgotten statue. And here's all of her CDs of like this war, and this is Yona Lee, and her singles, and just like random bits of stuff that are still like tied in together. And so there's like, 20 of these videos of just like real the hardcore things, yeah. I am you know I am like one of my fans just opening these things and just showing you what the crazy contents are which is oh, just like great. really really fun which I yeah. love but we need to talk about in concert yeah cause holy shit I remember being a fan of hers to the point where just like oh she's doing a live concert on YouTube yes. tune in and yeah. so like I remember like looking at it and it's just like preparing and there's just like two figures standing there and it was just like that was like for 40 minutes or whatever i don't remember i think i stayed up enough to watch it but i watched it afterwards and clearly i didn't watch it all the way through because this is right after i believe play came out or no right after uh kin came out i think it was at it was before kin because she only played songs from bounty and then there were like there were like snippets and musical interpolations of like Gone and like Shadow Show, mm-hmm. but yeah. which she was Shadow still kind of Show, debuting. But, yeah, but I don't think that I don't think Kin was out yet. 
It was yeah, it was early. It was like twenty ten ish sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was just basically eventually she gets in a car that's filled with instruments at night, uh, which we later find out is Dawn, and they just drive out to a field somewhere. Mm-hmm. She plays B on a harpsichord in the back seat. Uh, and then she does some synth thing out of the trunk, and uh, there's uh, Klaus Bjorklund just there in the car. Yeah. Uh, and then she finds some boy and leads him into the woods, and everything's <laughs> all like there's like they have a path laid out, and there's all yeah. these technical crew and workers like they've designed sets basically, and it just goes on a fucking journey. There's the puppet is back. Yep. She's on a giant tree dress thing. Oh, the so tree much. dress was so. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was a moment where I was like, wow, they really put a lot into this. Yeah, like, like, that had to take, I don't know, how much time to set up. And they probably, you know, didn't have days to do it because who knows who would have wandered through the woods in the meantime. You know? Right, right. I assume they had to put that up in a brief, fairly brief amount of time. Probably I don't know. just the day before, yeah, honestly. Yeah, like, I think so. And then be like, all right, we're rolling tonight, yeah. everybody. So Then they had the, the, they had the tents with the lights in them that pulsed, you know. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was such like a simple but really cool effect. I was like, I mean, they literally just bought tents, but like, it's so effective. Absolutely. Like, well, it's the whole, the whole DIY kind of feel. That's mm-hmm. why I, what I love so much about this particular artist is that you can watch her you can see her as a a human Mm -hmm. you know rather than this putting somebody up on a pedestal kind of like the big pop stars kind of stuff it's like oh my god okay she's just a human trying to do these creative things these ideas that she has floating around in her head she wants to put it out and like this is this you're watching it happen you're watching it being built and she's becoming like I, I just love that so much that was something that I, I didn't mention in the main cast and it was sort of like you know an idea I had but part of why I think the first couple of albums are so effective is because she's not afraid to be like vulnerable mm-hmm. and like there's extend sequences where she has absolutely no makeup on yeah. and it's just like it's so like visceral and, and very human and yeah. it goes yeah. to that like earthy yeah. like animalistic omo tone because it's it's not this like yes there's a lot of like there's clearly some production value and right i mean the, a, the videos are the film is beautiful right it's and there's well made right yeah completely and there's like a lot clearly a lot of art was created yes. for it yeah but it's still like dirty and like yeah. like I love during um I think it's in due order where she's just like out in the field singing mm-hmm. and like as she pulls on her coat like tufts of dust are yes. coming off yeah. and it's just like so effective and I love that she like is especially in contrast to like the sort of packaged mm-hmm. like acoustic guitar rock songstress that now it's just like here's just a human making like it's all coming out like she's got to get it all these ideas out of her brain somehow and this is how it's manifesting and it's just so beautiful because it is so human and and relatable for those reasons Mm -hmm. yeah uh (laughs) it's i mean it's just i'm still fascinated with what she's able to do it's just interesting too that her most streamed song on spotify is play Mm-hmm. Which I thought was like I'm happy, but like a lot, I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. I just feel like that is the one that it was. It probably one of the maybe easier ones for people to kind of go into and, mm-hmm. and get hooked a little bit more. It, it's well, and I also think that it's so utterly distinct. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because even, even some of, like, you know, we're talking about how she's going in a weird direction, but there is also precedent for that, especially yeah. in Swedish pop. You know, you talk about, like, the knife slash fever ray, and, like, mm-hmm. there is there is a, a history of that. But then, like, for me, part of the reason play is so iconic and one of her most played songs is because it really doesn't sound like anything else. No, Those yeah. melty synths are, like, so utterly, again, visceral mm-hmm. and just one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she is a crazy wackadoo. Uh, no, I know. She, I know. <laughs> she's just living her best authentic self. Uh, let's briefly talk about, of course, that she also did Concert in Blue, which wasn't mm-hmm. as... Uh, stage setup-y as uh, the in-concert right. one, but still very fun. But it still very clearly had a, a specific plan Ooh, from start to yeah. finish. Yeah. You know, and like the... They asked for, I mean, she asked for participation from all of her listeners so that they could actively kind of become part of that concert in a different way. And Jill Myers apart. Yes, I am. Yeah, so what is, so what was you, now you were, where were you at the time? I was um, in Argentina at a, oh no no yeah yes yeah Argentina I believe or Brazil one of the two I don't know I was in South America and I of course this these were tunes that I carried with me all over South America while I was traveling and then I saw that she was putting on this concert and um, that you know she was asking for either videos or pictures or something so I was in a, a hostel and I there was no one else in my hostel room at that point in time and so I just like set up my camera took a photo and thought you know what I'll just send it in and we'll see what happens maybe it doesn't get up there but whatever and then I was watching it later on and I was like oh my god there I am there you are yeah. on the actual thing that's so <laughs> it was crazy great. it was fun to just feel a part of that whole thing. You met other people that are IMMI who are my fans? Uh, yeah, well, yes, but only with the exception of you two. You're the only two I've met outside of a, a concert of hers. And oh, yeah. sure. Beyond that, that, I haven't met anybody else mm-hmm. that I can think of. She's still a cult artist, though. Yeah. It's just that that cult is just especially strong. Yeah, cult artist, honestly. Very much. Yeah. I know. And I think I just saw that her last tour date is sometime in November of 2019. So <sighs> I think she'll probably take a nice long rest after that, too. Well but deserved. She's been going for years, 10 years, almost over a decade. Almost maybe? constantly. Yeah. And that was the thing that worried me is that between Blue and Everyone I'm Afraid to Be Forgotten, like she put out a lot of singles starting in early 2017, mm-hmm. but she just had, there was that break where you weren't sure mm-hmm. what was if going it was to done happen. Or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's um, yeah. There, I mean, there were songs almost alluding to maybe her departure in mm-hmm. Blue. I thought, um, and that's like huh. the last dancer. That's kind of what I took from that. And um, Sha- uh, yeah, Shadow Show. One of my favorite songs from that album, actually. Like, I do love Blue. I don't hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you. Um, and it just felt like. It felt like she she was inviting people in, but also saying, hey, you know, maybe you need to go out and do your own creative things. Maybe this is kind of where this whole project ends. I don't know. And But that's what I love about her, too. And in, in that same DIY spirit is that there isn't a clear, there isn't like some big marketing team behind it going, oh, we're going to, we're going to have five albums in this amount of time and you're yeah. putting that out and you, this is the direction you're going in. We've got some contracts written out for mm-hmm. you. It's none of that. And it feels so good for that reason. You yeah. can just see her grow that way and it doesn't feel forced. I don't know. Maybe that's not her experience, but that's, it doesn't feel 
that yeah. it's commercial, you know. And she also had like a barbell. Uh, she also has like some of her collaborators yeah. are signed to to whom it may concern. Well, you know who yeah. Barbell is, right? Who? That's Klaus Bierkeland. Oh, that's his yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, that's his producer name. And uh, Tungorna uh, is that? Tungorna. She worked with him on something, right? Or he remixed some of her things. Sounds about right. Yeah. I I know I've seen that? the name. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. why. And he put out his own album, and she was kind of supporting that album as well, and, mm-hmm. and listened to it a little bit. It's really interesting as well. Another one you kind of have to. Chew on a bit mm-hmm. and let sink in. I just in. want to see her collaborate with like Charlie XCX or you know, be brought on to do the hook of a Lizzo song or something. Like I don't know. I don't it's know. Just Is like, she the know. right fit for Lizzo? I, in the right, you know what I mean, like in the right context, it'd have to be the right kind of song. But it's one of the things where like I feel like. With everyone afraid and remember, she is starting to kind of get out into the collaborative world a little bit more, just like reaching out to yeah. other people. And mm-hmm. she's keeping it, you know, very tight. Mm-hmm. Solo Jesus was probably the big outside one that she yes. pulled yeah. in. But it's just like, I don't know, I just like the idea of her just kind of working with other people and just like exploring. Uh, yeah, I, well, I think she's discovering new parts of her own work by these collaborations. Mm-hmm. I mean, she worked with Comme des Garçons, I think. I don't know if I'm Oh, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, I, she's been collaborating with them for a while, I think. They, yeah, they made, like, like, a lot of her outfits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one interview I was reading, and she talked about, I think, some of her favorite songs that she wrote included uh, Samaritan, mm-hmm. included Tea, included, mm-hmm. I believe, Good Worker, uh, too. Yeah. Which was, I was just like, it was just that she had a very fascinating list of, like, her mm-hmm. own personal favorites. That's yeah. cool. Tea is really interesting, because, obviously, on, on YouTube... Why is by far the most viewed of mm. any of her songs. 35 million. Or 38 really? million. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because well, it is so... I mean, well, a guy does come it. on his yeah. own face. Like, yeah. it's okay. like... Well, they threw a knife a lot... into the vagina tree. They, he, <laughs> uh, the, the knight threw a knife into the vagina tree, which caused a cum splatter on the gilded bearded man's face. Yes. Um, the tree. So, I mean, like, not only is it a great <laughs> song, but also there's a lot to unpack there oh in the video. Yeah. so much. Um, but actually, on Spotify, T is the most streamed song off of Bounty, hmm. which I find fascinating because it's far from my favorite on there. Like, I would even put U2 above T, personally. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. U2 stands out to me more than T, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's no accounting for taste. I will say, though, Taryn, <laughs> there is one thing Taryn didn't want to talk about, which was um, the choreography to Samaritan. Oh, you're making me talk about this? <laughs> you're the one, well... It well, is okay, a- so, like, I... I do think that Yana, this, especially, especially in like the Remember the Future era, like in both um, somebody and is there a choreography in Open Sea? I remember specifically the choreography in somebody. I was like, okay, you're low key killing it, like awesome. Um, you know, she's always had her own very distinct mm-hmm. movement quality. Um, in the video for Samaritan, though, she fully her and two backup dancers have like a jack off the dick move like literally like it's like it's like pump pump cum is the dance move and i was just like she's like she's usually so good at editing herself and i just felt like that was a moment of like oh that's so like like i love that song and to me that like cheapened the message a little bit almost Mm. like and i think that was part of why I, to be frank, sort of when this era started, just kind of like wrote it off a little bit because I really didn't like the video for Samaritan. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I still cheap. don't. It looked cheap in a way that the other ones did not. Even though Samaritan is like one of my favorite songs from her now, um, it just it didn't. It was it was off in some way. I don't know if it was like the wigs everyone was wearing or, or what. But then like some of the other videos from this era, like I think the video for Joy is awesome. Yeah, I love like a lot of the quiet and slow cabin moments. Yeah, Those yeah, from really the film. Beautiful yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Or like I think the the video for Not Human too is like really solid. For Gone, like I I do really like this era. I just feel like. There were a couple there missteps in Samaritan. I, I mean, I would agree with some of the, the like group dances. I was like, I don't know if it, it felt a little more R&B or hip-hop influenced or something. It just, in a way, mm -hmm. that it didn't quite fit. Yeah. What I, but I don't, I don't know. We just hadn't seen it before. Maybe it's a, just a, a thing she was playing with, and I don't know. I think that when it comes to seeing her live, uh, the sense of blazing during the last part, that oh, is like yeah. fantastic. Well, I just remember seeing her. I think I don't think she played it the first time we saw her, but yeah. the second time she definitely played blazing, and I just remember that. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! You knew it was coming. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, guys, we can do mouth sounds of Jonas Jones <laughs> all night. We can do a whole album of Literally, it. Make no mistake. Like, pick one of the big songs. I bet we could all like fill it in oh, together. <laughs> it's like it's a legitimately a Muppet version of all of Kin. I would so every, a Muppet version Fozzie. of Kin would just be Kin. It's literally Muppets already. It's basically like it's basically like if you took acid and watched the Muppet Show. Okay, yeah, that's you know, right. and then acid like all the way. she has, you know, she's kidnapped <laughs> by some monsters. She falls through their body. True, yeah. And oh then they takes like, the takes the hairy out. elevator down. She's, they take her out into the woods and turn her into a yeti, into, madam. Yeah. And yeti madam. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> on the stage, yeti madam? I want that costume so badly. That's all I want to <gasps> oh do my is God. walk around in like. I, Creature, but you could make that happen for yourself. Next, next, next Halloween, next, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. next Halloween. I mean, because underneath she's literally just wearing a white like, bra and nothing. panties. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm so into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we listen. Great conversation. All I can say is, Yona, we absolutely love you. Oh I hope God. that's clear yes. from yes. all of those conversations. Yes. Yes. Uh, we cannot wait to see what you do next. We yeah. always remember yeah. that future. Uh, and in the meantime, Joe Meyer, thank you so much for being oh, here. So really, so much fun with you guys. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at that wandering woman. Uh, any old time that you want. <laughs> you walking. Yeah. Do oh, I assumed it was like a notification sound. Oh, yes. Also that. Yes. Message me. PM me. <laughs> Slide into the PM. You want to talk about Yana? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She is Bounty fan. Or you yeah. can email us <laughs> yeah. at thechartographers at gmail.com. And also follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify and subscribe to us. If you rank us on iTunes or give us a thumbs up or something, that'd be great. Uh, you know, if you, even if it's a lie, we'd still take it. You know, we're <laughs> desperate and better even than clean for you. Exactly. No, we're fine. Whatever. Whatever it seems to do. But in the meantime, though, seriously, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We're so happy to be back. Uh, and I guess that now you listen to the first episode of season four. We'll see you in the next one. Have a good one, guys.
Welcome to the Review Universe promo! The Review Universe with Chris and Steve is a podcast about two men who are hired to review everything in the universe. We're stuck in a tiny room together filled with pneumatic tubes while two shadowy figures dictate what we have to review next. Anything from pizza to pop stars to the entire state of Wisconsin. A new episode every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. We give this promo a 100 out of 100. 100. <laughs>